Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jesse, and you are listening to Ironclad's Built for More podcast. Now, on this show, we like to talk to endurance athletes, uh, military special operators, CEOs, and uh, elite performers, basically about the things that they've done in their life um, that, that has really led to some incredible results, and to kind of provide our listeners with insights from some of our favorite people. Now, we got a special show for you this week. Uh, don't worry. We'll be back with our kind of standard format and a long-form interview with a really cool guest next week. Um, but what I wanted to do this week was something a little bit different. We we did this a few months back, and it's a little bit shorter of a show. But if you've listened to Built for More, uh, uh, or as it was previously known, the Ironclad podcast, you'll know that one of the things we like to do is have every guest uh, issue our listeners a one-week challenge. So this week, we wanted to do a special uh, episode where we compile some of our favorite one-week challenges from some of our favorite recent guests on the show. Uh, now, if you like the show, hey, do us a favor. Be sure to leave us a rating and review. Um, and you can follow Ironclad at This Is Ironclad on Instagram and let us know some guests that you would like to see on Built for More uh, in the future. Um, so we're really excited to bring you some of our favorite one week challenges. And I want to start with Evan Hafer. Now, uh, Evan is the founder of one of the fastest growing brands around Black Rifle Coffee. Black Rifle was founded by veterans and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. And they make donations to organizations that support them with every purchase of their coffee. And it's a really fast growing business. That's why Evan's one week challenge was really interesting because this is a guy who uh, is is a former uh, special operator of the military who runs this big business. Uh, but his one week challenge isn't about doing more; it's actually about doing less. Here's Evan Hafer's one week challenge. I think for me, having discipline in a, in your life, right? And how do you incorporate discipline? And I've heard it. A wide variety of ways. I think like McRaven talked about making your bed in the morning and all this other shit. Yeah. Uh, what I try to tell people is you have a lot of things. Like, we have so much access to, uh, you know, instant media, instant gratification. This thing is like in your pocket and around all the time. What I try to tell people is be take a more minimalist approach to things, focus mm -hmm. on three things, you know, be very valuable. When I say this, make your time, your most valuable possession. How you do that is by wasting none of it. Mm -hmm. So what I would challenge people to do is turn off their social media, unless they've got to make a post for their business, turn off Netflix, turn off, you know, Amazon, turn off all your electronic streaming services for any form of entertainment and focus solely on self-improvement. And a lot of people, the first thing they do is they roll out of bed and they look at their phone, right? Okay. Uh, that works for a lot of people, but I don't. The first thing that I do is I get out of bed. I do, you know, stretching. I don't eat until, you know, noon or one o'clock. Like my day is shaped around discipline. Yeah. I don't look at my device other than very structured times. So if I'm pulling this all into one box, I'd say take a minimalist approach to one week, chop out all your social media and electronic devices outside of exactly what is a necessity to the function of your business. So if you clearly define what's, what's a necessity, so what's a want and a necessity, try to figure that out because a lot of people don't know. They're like, well, you know, what about my iTunes account? When I'm like, you know, want to listen to, 
you know, whatever new album's coming out. Well, you know, are you plugged in? Is that a necessity? So I would challenge people to find out what exactly is an electronic necessity and what isn't. And by doing that, I think you're going to find a lot more time and availability in your schedule and you're going to become less rest at the end of the day. Well, next up, we hear from Joe DeSina. Now, you may have heard Joe recently as a guest on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. He's also the founder of Spartan Races, uh, which is uh, just a really uh, intense style of adventure race. Uh, uh, I've done one in the past, and Spartan Race actually just acquired Tough Mudder. Um, but the other thing that that Joe is known for is his best-selling book, Spartan Up, Spartan Fit, and his most recent, The Spartan Way. Uh, as you might have guessed, uh, Joe has a really interesting perspective on life, discipline, and what he calls the Spartan lifestyle. And he gave this quick one-week challenge. One thing, but I'm going to make it 30 days instead of a week. Sorry. Okay. 30 days, 30 burpees a day. Change your life. Yeah. 30 burpees I, want them, I want them before breakfast. 30 burpees a day before breakfast for 30 days. My email is joe at spartan.com. You send me an email. You tell me if it didn't change your life. Well, recently on the show, we had Amy Chimalecki. Now, Amy is a skydiver, and she's a member of the elite Red Bull Air Force. She holds 15 world records, five world titles, and she was recently a guest. And And we talked a lot about not just elite performance, but things like focus. Because when you're a skydiver, the, the stakes can literally, no, no pun intended, not be higher. Uh, so what we, we had uh, Amy on, and she gave a really interesting one-week challenge, uh, just about like setting goals that are really personal and that are really lifestyle-oriented um, and can, whether it's you, whether it has to do with your finances or your health, uh, can really kind of help you in your next chapter. Here's Amy Chimalecki's one-week challenge. So I feel like it would be some, like something might not be a challenge at all to one person and it might be a huge challenge to someone else. So I think um, someone, you know, you would kind of want to create what, what, what would be a challenge to you? What, what do you need to maybe face? I know um, if it was something like, I don't know, getting healthy. I think maybe this is like, I'm talking to myself. I've been wanting to, I've done fast throughout my life, like yeah. juice fast, and I'm ready to do another one. So like, that's just, I don't know, that's a challenge. That's, that's what I need for myself. But, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it would be like one week long, um, maybe, maybe a little bit more, but just like a nice cleanse. But I don't know, it's got to be whatever challenges. Maybe it's if it's saving money, just kind of changing your habit, or if it's weight loss, getting into an exercise routine. Well, guys, one of my favorite recent interviews was with author and journalist James Nestor. Um, He has written for outlets like The Atlantic, The New York Times, Outside Magazine, and Scientific America. And his latest book is called Breath, The New Science of a Lost Lost Art. And basically, uh, Nestor has been traveling the world talking to all different types of uh, uh, fitness experts and uh, gurus and scientists and he wants to kind of re-understand the idea of breathing and how kind of breathing differently can have surprisingly profound uh, effects on your life. That's why also I found James's one-week challenge so interesting and inspiring because it wasn't just about something that you can do to get physically healthy. It was something that you can do to benefit your mental health. Here's James Nestor's one-week challenge. Stop reading the news. Hmm. 
Uh, you know, I know you want me to say breathing or adjust your diet, but the unconscious brain influences so much of our physical health. I just was talking to Dr. David Haskam, who's been studying this stuff for decades. And he said that our brains process about 40 bits of information consciously and 20 million bits of information per second unconsciously. So if your unconscious brain is not healthy, it's going to constantly be pushing you in the wrong direction. He said one of the best things you can do to bolster immune health and mental health is stop reading the freaking news. Not all the time. Just give yourself a week off, and I think you'll notice your stress levels, cortisol levels, adrenaline levels just sinking down, which will allow you to breathe better, which will benefit you in so many other ways. Well, Pat Dosette is a really accomplished guy. Uh, he spent nine years serving as a, a Navy SEAL. He's also earned an MBA from the Wharton School of Business. And he went on to recently found or co-found the company Made For with Blake Makowski. Uh, Blake is the founder of the pioneering buy one, give one brand, Tom Shoes. Now, Pat's the, the CEO of the company. And what Made For does is they've created this subscription kit where each month, uh, subscribers receive instructions and different tools that they need to implement a different principle of elite performance into their life every month. And the idea is after the, this 10-month program, you've made some really significant uh, changes in your life. And they met with neurologists, psychiatrists, uh, physical therapists, life coaches, wellness experts. They really put a lot of thought into how they can create a, a, a product, or, or in this case, a subscription to a series of products that will help people uh, really kind of get their life um, taken to the next level. Uh, so, of course, I had to ask Pat what his one-week challenge was. And again, it was a little bit surprising, but also pretty refreshing, and one that uh, I definitely recommend people taking if some of the other ones uh, might be a little too intense for you. Here's Pat Dosette's one-week challenge. No joke. If someone had one week and they were going to engage in something, a challenge that one week, what I would tell them is to take a, the time's almost irrelevant, but make it an hour, take a one hour long walk every day mm. and don't take any devices. Um, just go on a walk with no intention of fitness or exercise or anything. Just go walk for an hour um, and find the benefit in that hour. So once you finish that, um, maybe take a minute, write a couple sentences of what came up, what were the benefits from that walk and do that for seven days. And I am betting based on my experience and some of the research that, that we've come across in, in building made for and what our members have seen is that people will surprise themselves with the benefits that will come from that. Well, another thing you'll often see around the ironclad uh, offices, around the compound, as we call it, or out on set, is mirror water bottles. They make really cool high-end water bottles and, and coffee cups and thermoses. And they're, they're honestly one of our favorite brands. And we're really honored to have their CEO, Brian Pepe, on, on the show, on, on the, the podcast. So we asked Brian to issue a, a one-week challenge. And his, again, this was one, the cool thing about this one, uh, Brian's a pretty hard-charging guy. He's, he's a young CEO, runs a big business. He also stays in great shape. Um, but the cool thing about his one-week challenge is it's really obtainable. And there's a principle behind it because it's not always just about uh, the exercise itself. It's about consistency. Here's how Brian explains his one-week challenge. 
I'd probably, ooh, that's a tough one. There's like two two things I would think about that would dramatically change your life. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with like the more odd one. I think like I think if people just did like ten push ups and sit ups a day for the rest of their life, it would like it would change their life. And I, the reason I say that is because, well, especially now more than ever, like fitness, you know, people are learning that like, oh, COVID's kind of you know if you're if you're not in shape, it, it's not good, right? Like you gotta have good lung capacity. But I've always been fascinated by like these people who live to like 104 or whatever, and they're like still doing pull-ups. Right. And it's like, they didn't just magically get on a fitness program when they were 80, you know, they were active their entire life. And they just did that, that daily. I think it's a representation of that, just that those small, small, small things every single day add up throughout your entire life. So what, I mean, take it for an actual physical push-up or just a physical, you know, like a mental push-up of, you know, being thankful for 10 things in the morning, you know, that, that, that daily, just little nug, I think is super important. And it, and it becomes easier and easier, and then you get, get addicted to the results, too, you know? Exactly. Habit forming. Yeah. Yeah. Pete Abel is the co-founder and CEO of the filmmaking company Abel Cine. Um, one of the cool things uh, about about our show is that we try to to bring people from a, a lot of different disciplines. You know, we, we've heard some from fitness experts, uh, lifestyle experts, uh, some athletes, um, but... Pete has been the CEO of a major business for a long time. And one of the cool things about talking to people who are CEOs and particularly have been running businesses for a long time is they have a lot of perspective on the value of time. And that's something that's easy to take for granted, especially kind of the last you know few months where people kind of are using their time differently, where they're in different stages of quarantine. But Pete had really great advice about how not just how we should use our time, but how we should see our time and how we should value it. Here is Pete Abel's One Week Challenge. So we, we talked about self-discipline a lot, and so maybe I'll, I'll mention that again. But I would say be, before I answer the question, I think one is that treat your personal time as a real commodity. Like time is precious. It's a precious commodity. Um, I think just because you're a certain age, you may not realize that. But the time of, let's say, as we said, 24 hours in each day, treat that time preciously. And I would say, you know, just make a list or a mental list of the, the people that you interact with in your life, whether it be in your career or outside of your career, that you get inspired by and really want to spend more time with. And make sure that you're moving in a direction in which you get to spend time with the people that inspire you. And since you're, if you're really precious with your time, then adversely, you should not spend time with people that bring you down. Like, you know, unless you have, unless it's part of your job, but if you're, if you are uh, stingy with your time and you take it back as your own time, I think being, you know, thinking about the people that you work with and spend time with, uh, is critical because then when you're in those moments with those folks and you've already preconceived, wow, this person is, is one of those folks that really, really taps something in me, then in those moments, you're really, really present. Um, but outside of that, I, I think if most people don't get ahead of their day and really think of each day as something that they own rather than the day owning them, I would say if it was a challenge for a week, I would put the time in up front. If, if you don't do it now, put, get up an hour earlier or spend one extra hour 
at the, either at the beginning of a week or the beginning of each day that week and take control over your day, whatever way works for you personally, and then see what that looks like at the end of the week and see if, if you were more present in situations, whether you were more productive, whether you were happier, or whether you, creatively it gave you uh, a little bit more um, you know, insight. And I think so much of uh, our, our day and our, uh, the way we operate is psychological. Right. And so much of that psychology psychology is uh, something we can control. You just gotta you gotta pre-plan. It's like an Italian painter. It's all in the, it's all in the prep, right? Yeah. So uh, I think that's what would be the challenge is is if if you're not a planner, uh, take an hour for one week before you ever dream earlier earlier than your day would normally start and. Uh, and take control over it. Well, Jeff Nichols is a guy, if he's talking, it's really good to listen because he's a really smart guy. He's an exercise expert, a strength coach. He's a former Navy SEAL, um, and he knows about staying in shape. Um, But his one-week challenge isn't just about uh, things that you can do. It's things that you can eat. And Jeff is really about nutrition. And the cool thing about this one-week challenge, again, it's pretty obtainable. It might for, might for some people be kind of hard just because it would be a pretty radical departure from maybe what they normally eat. But a week is a short enough time where you can try Jeff's one-week challenge and see the results for yourself and see if his, his approach to nutrition is something you want to stick with. It's a really practical one-week challenge from Jeff Nichols. Here it is. Wow. <laughs> this is probably the one question I wish I had ahead of time because it's a couple things for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I think that just from a non-ego standpoint, right? What what I would encourage people to do is spend five days. You know, when, when you know you have the time, spend five days putting food in your body that you absolutely certain you know tastes good and will 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 be good for you. Like and it's like food is medicine period in my mind uh and having people eat have a consistent three or four meals a day or every meal that they eat they're a very lean meat right egg or something lean meat food uh single ingredients right if you're eating broccoli you're eating broccoli right maybe salt and pepper on it something like i'd like to challenge people i'm not saying don't eat right i'm saying eat your steak eat your lobster eat those sort of things but Choose single ingredients, try that for a week and see how you feel, see how it improves your sleep. Like I think that we really are, and, and it's really, really nice because as we all know, the buzz of diets and those sort of things, the demand is there for quality foods. And I think that that, because a lot of things too is like, I could have, you know, a lot of people probably expect me to go train for five days. Yeah, and yeah. Like, no, no, get the base set before you brutalize it. Like that's the thing is like get your body in a position to receive the stress. And the best way we can do that is the food we put in our body. Once we get that in place, you can train your ass off. You, you can work your ass off. You can do both. It really, in my mind, is funny because like I'm not a dietitian. I'm not, I'm not a clinical registered dietitian or, or a clinical sports, sports dietitian. But I lean on that population of professionals as much as anyone because a lot of people think that they can out-train their fork. You cannot. And that has been, that, that right there, you know, kind of wrap this up, was once I 
you know, kind of was reborn and we call it that, you know, once, once I really pulled my head out of my ass a couple of years ago, it was one of the first things that I had to change. I did. I, I, for some, you know, there's other things I, I've been through psychedelic treatments and other things. And it really, it's the one thing that has been the most consistent in my life in the last couple of years, last three or four years has been this consistent improvement in the food quality that I eat. And it, it's changed my life. It really has. And my son, too, it's not that I ever ate bad. Oh, you yeah. knew me before. Like, yeah. I wasn't like amazing. You look leaner though. I yeah, mean, you I'm look- super like, like again, from an aesthetic standpoint, yeah. I don't try to look like this. This is a direct byproduct of how I eat. Obviously the way I train, but also the way I sleep now, it's like, especially with Catherine, she's got me in such a good sleeping routine yeah. better than I ever was. Are you measuring it? Not anymore. I are you measuring to. food and measuring sleep? Or are you just taking in good stuff? I used no, to. Yeah. yeah. Now I've done it enough to where it's like, it, it, it's really unfeel. And, uh, it doesn't, that doesn't give anyone an answer yeah. necessarily. But, you know, I think that I've, I've been super blessed and fortunate that I have dietitians within the sports and, and you know, the special forces community that has helped me make better food choices. And that's what I mean. It's, it's unfortunate other people don't have access, right. but that's exactly why we do what we do. Right. And so if, if people need access to a good, a, a fantastic individual to get them in the right direction, I have a number of clinical sports dietitians that I, when people from all over the world ask me, well, what do I do with this program? I go talk to Steve Smith. Yeah. That's the guy or whoever, Rob Skinner's Limbic Training Center. There's, who's a head dietitian there. It's like, I still lean on professionals and that's what I used to not do. I just like, ah, do it myself. No, 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 no. Like, Let's utilize the expertise of others and give them respect right. because they will then really give back. And, and I've always found this too, is like a really good teacher should not be like, let me phrase it differently. Most, all of the teachers that I've ever been in front of that are exceptionally good teachers are so willing to offer their, their information and knowledge. And, and that's what good teachers are to me. People willing to teach and not just soup bowl their information. Well, finally, we wanted to end with with a one-week challenge from Craig Chili Palmer. So I'll tell you a little bit about Craig, and then I'll tell you why we wanted to end with his one-week challenge. He spent more than two decades as a special operator in the U.S. Army, and he served 13 deployments to Afghanistan and Iraq. Today, in addition to being an instructor at the Sig Sauer Academy, a Viking tactics instructor, he's also a Hollywood military advisor. If you saw the film Extraction with Chris Hemsworth on Netflix, a crazy, cool action movie, Craig was actually a military advisor on there. So a lot of the kind of hand-to-hand combat and some of the gunfights you see throughout the movie, uh, Craig had a big part in in kind of orchestrating. Um, But the reason we wanted to end with this challenge is because it doesn't necessarily have to do with exercise. It doesn't necessarily have to do with fitness. It doesn't necessarily uh, even have to do with, uh, you know, something really challenging. It's really about keeping perspective and uh, keeping priorities straight and keeping the people in your life who are most important uh, at the forefront of everything you do. It's a really great reminder from our friend, Craig Chili Palmer. Um, Evaluate where you're at with your family. And, you know, just like in the military, I heard years ago was that whole piece of, you know, realize that this is going to end. And if you don't have your family with you, uh, then you'll have n- nothing essentially. So evaluate where you are with your family, um, understanding what your goals are as a family. And then, you know, just living that 
to the truest that you can. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And I think that we it's 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 usually the family that takes the hit first. It's like, well, they can handle it. I'm gonna keep doing this, I'm gonna keep doing this. And uh it's unfortunate, but that's usually the case, at least for at least it is for me. And and it's it's that's that's very powerful advice. Yeah, and it's you know, I even though I got out of the military, it's weird because I started traveling a lot being a part of a small company, getting a new technology out there to the to the US side, you know, with the Black Hornet. And from that, it was, I was almost gone more, you know, than I was in the military. Granted, military, I I knew when my deployments were and how long they were. So it was kind of easy to prep for that. You still had, you know, the two weeks prior to it that you, you're always fighting with your spouse because you don't know why, but you realize because you don't want to be separated and you know, you're preparing now and changing your mindset for that. And they're trying to make everything perfect before you go. And then when you get home, it's, you're reintegrating back into that family because that family had to keep moving. You know, they couldn't stop and wait for you to come home. So for me in the business world, you know, it was really balancing that again because I was traveling so much and I just had to realize that, Hey, that, you know, I need to really, you know, look back and think of my family and what can I do now with my wife to, you know, as her best quote, I think is, you know, making memories together. So what can we do to continue to grow since all the kids are gone and now it's grandkids? All right. Well, that's it. Hey, listen, uh, it is such an honor to be able to talk to so many incredible, inspiring, and really motivating people on this podcast. So, hey, if you like the show, be sure to leave us a rating and review. That really helps other people discover what we're doing at Ironclad, particularly with the Built for More podcast. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at This Is Ironclad. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.